0: Welcome to Mad World with Meg and Maria. Just two girls figuring out this mad world we live in. Welcome back to another episode of Mad World. I'm Maria. And I'm Meg. And I hated that intro, but I'm just going to roll with it because we're here now. <laughs> yeah, I was just letting you do it. I was just putting nail oil on my cuticles and I feel like I heard my nails go <laughs> like that. You know, you just think these really needs to be fed. Um, yeah. I was just putting on some Ciate London um, Marula cuticle oil, dry and peeling nails. And I put that on and it's got little flowers like floating around in it. Lovely. Weird. Lovely. But, um, yeah, I literally just heard my cuticles drink that up. And they look <laughs> glorious now. That's cute. That's nice. Um, yeah. We are... We are recording literally the day this episode goes out. Yeah. Um, This is quite early for me, it's half 12. (laughs) And uh, I'm really thirsty. And I just asked my sister to bring up a drink, and she didn't. And I put her on speaker, because I thought, you know what? She's not gonna say anything (laughs) rude. (laughs) She absolutely owned you. So, um, George, if you're listening to this, I just wanted a drink, okay? Because now I've got morning voice and I hate morning voice. Yeah, Maria actually cried. <laughs> she actually cried and I think it's really selfish that you didn't do something that Maria could have easily done herself. You didn't do it. <laughs> I think that's really selfish. And I'll be having some bloody words. Um, so before we get into the episode, I want to vent about a couple of things at the minute. We love events. Um, We do. Mad World is all about a good vent. Um, so first thing I want to vent about is the fact that it's September, okay? And I get really, really, really anxious and nervous about September for one reason and one reason only. Oh, really? And that is the spiders. Um, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, did you get, like, attacked in September or something? <laughs> like, you know when you think someone's probably got genuine trauma and I was about to be like, I was about to turn my therapist on. Yeah. And you were like, spiders. <laughs> to be fair, I found a chunky spider in the bath yesterday and you know, if you if you have been listening since the beginning, I have watched a lot of videos on spiders mm. as exposure oh, yeah. therapy. And it honestly has worked. So I advise you doing that. Well, this is the um, thing, because like when it comes up to September every single year, like I don't think you realise the panic in my body. And this year I've 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 seen I've seen one some things. Um <laughs> Of these big, <laughs> of these big daddy spiders, and they re- and honestly, I'm not joking. When I say not last night, the night before, I couldn't sleep because I would wake up like to check my room to see if there's any of these big daddy spiders. Like no joke, I'm I'm terrified. But that's feeding into your fear. Like you're trying to sleep, but you're telling yourself that there's going to be a spider in your room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like you're making yourself scared of that i think be scared oh, yeah. if you see one fair enough But if you're literally telling yourself i need to wake up one more hour sleep and i'll wake up my chicken again <laughs> no really i'm gonna have to check again in an hour i can't imagine you like checking every corner of a room oh literally and then getting back onto your bed going right guys i will be back in an hour so don't play any tricks because i'll be back in an hour you know Whereas me yesterday, I was really good with this one in the bath. I didn't get it out. I still haven't quite got the strength to touch them with my hands. Mm. Um, but I think that takes—I mean, that's going to take another few months of exposure therapy. Are you and still watching doing it, to Kate? Huh? Are you still watching? I don't watch them as much as I used to because they don't good. come up on my. Um, there was a phase in lockdown where I was watching them every day. And um, they don't come up on my suggested as much now. But I reckon if I watch one more video, they'll be back on my suggested page and I'll be back on it. But I got—I tried to get it out, but it was struggling to get itself out of the bath. And I thought, if you're not going to get out of that bath, then I'm going to leave you there and mum will sort you out later. So, <laughs> but that's a huge improvement. Our poor mothers you have to deal with getting the spiders away for us. They're little pussy-ass children. Yeah. Um, and yeah. another thing I wanted to vent about was um what the fuck was it don't say it because I was waiting for you to say it can't be that important if you can't remember I say that a lot don't I you do it can't be that important if you can't remember it and my mind always like I always lose my train of thought so you say that to me like all the time I Um, do it can't be that important it can't be that interesting. <laughs> my, <laughs> I completely lost it. Let's let's move on from that. It but, will come but, back so, to you while you're talking, and it will just go bang. It will. But yes, September is like my worst month. I hate September. It's like the Mondays of months, the Karen of months. You know, oh it's, my god, it's not fun for me. Um, it, but, in the words of Green Day, "Wake me up when September ends." Do you know? Do you know Green Day? Yeah, I know, band. I know who Green Day are. Yeah, but do you know the song, Wake Me Up When September Ends? It's <laughs> no. iconic. It is one of their biggest songs. <laughs> Wake me up when September ends. I remember watching it when I was younger. It was like a music video of like this young couple and he gets drafted for the army and she's there at home crying and then I think he gets killed. It's very sad. Very very sad. Um, <laughs> that sounds intense for a little a little Meg. <laughs> it does. No, honestly, that was the kind of thing I was into when I was a kid. No, the only Green Day song I know is uh, American American Idiot. Yeah, oh yeah, course. you're so basic. It's embarrassing. Um, anyway, so this week's topic, basically, we wanted to because I really enjoyed the brands, like what how brands need to improve and stuff like that. And, and then I yeah. thought like um tv shows and films also need to do the same i think or you know it's interesting to see how like you know tv shows have evolved or like topics oh, that we need to talk about you know i think um we kind of it's kind of important to see uh where sort of directors and stuff go with certain topics do you know what i mean 100 percent um what the efforts they're making are yeah. Like, do you think there's, like, still enough diversity in, like, modern TV shows and uh, films and stuff? Mm, no. There's not enough TV shows that are strictly oh. about, not necessarily strictly about, but are based around multicultural families. Yeah. Mixed families. Like, you know how there's sometimes just, even just sitcoms that I just... A whole black family yeah. or even like a Desi family or something like that. I just feel like there needs to be or like you always get like the token lesbian. Yeah, yeah. In like a TV show. But they're always just like a side piece. It's like, why can't you just make the whole series about that token lesbian? <laughs> it's so I mean? No, but it's so true. Um where's the spin off? <laughs> like I no, literally, and I think um I think you're so right. Like, do you remember, what was that fi- What was that TV programme called? And it was an all-black family. And it was on, like, if you had Sky, it would always be on one of those, like, Dave or something. Um, What happened in it? It's very, that is very old. <laughs> I'm going to need a few more clues. Was it British or was it no, American? No, it was American. And it was Corsican. so good. Was it called... Was it called Blackish? No. <laughs> oh, that is a show though. That is a show. That is a show though. I'm not just. <laughs> I didn't make that up. There <laughs> is a show called Blackish. But I haven't seen any like popular TV shows recently where it's been an all-black TV, like all-black cast, like as a family, like you were saying. Like there was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air um, back in the day that obviously was so popular. But these are all American. Like my so wife and ago, kids. That was American. Sorry. My old. It wasn't on Dave, it was on like Comedy Central. Or, that was it. and um, oh, I know what channels we're talking about though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the bottom, But like not like, the popular Yeah. Three pages down or something. That's what's annoying is all of these are like American sitcoms and Brit I feel like the British media. British what am I trying to say? It's kind of like that, you know. I think I think what it is when we have an all black cast in British shows, a lot of them are like top boy or they're like Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're not actually just your generic family, you know, with family issues mm. and stuff. And I think the media sort of because the media is always focused on the negatives of black people in England. Is that you where you're going? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, that is exactly where I'm going. It's almost like, imagine if the tables were turned and we, as white people, I as a white person. I as a white person, you're actually Latina, aren't you? Say I was watching, you know, television in general and it was all, like, about black families, um, Indian families, you know, and then the occasional TV show would pop up and it would be, I'd be like, oh my God, finally, an all-white cast, Mm. don't get that very often, do you? Yeah, Um, and I was watching, it, I was like, oh my God, why are they only focusing on the bad things that, you know, yeah, happen in our lives? What about all the good things that happen in our lives? Yeah. Just like everyone else. Literally. Um, I think you'd feel, you'd feel a little bit done D- over. Yeah. And I think Do you, know you mentioned about like token the token lesbian but there also obviously there still is a token black person or ethnic minority oh, 100%. It goes for the same yeah it goes for the same thing. Yeah and like you um, look at a cast and yes you could have you know the main actor could be black but the you know the second um, main actor is white or and then the rest of the cast are still majority white and it's like that's not sort of making it diverse enough. You Not know Yeah, I mean? because the majority of the other characters are still white, yeah. It's still very whitewashed. I saw this TikTok video and it was like, um, if these directors got it right, then these characters would actually be gay. And it was like, they said, oh, that, really? yeah, like Phoebe from Friends would probably have been gay, which actually, yeah, you can kind of see that. Um, Mae from oh, yeah. Sex Education, um, and oh, yeah, Donna from that 70s show. And it's like, oh my god, that is so true. It's Donna the one that's played by Laura. I can't remember her last name, but she is in on Disney back. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of true. It's kind of like that is, yeah, that would make sense. But again, why is it not just so like normalized that these people aren't just, why does everyone have to be just straight and white? Do you know what I mean? It's so binary, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. You know, you look at that. So Raven. Like we were talking about my wife and kids and stuff. But that's so Raven. I'm sorry, but it was so ahead of its time. So ahead of its time. It was such a good program. Yeah. And it touched on things like, I always remember the episode when, you know, she experienced racism at her job. She just started a job. I loved that episode. And that bitch, what was her name? Nancy, I don't what was know. her name? Such a oh, bitch. Oh, she was a fucking bitch. A sour-faced cow. That's what she was. <laughs> I'm going to find out her name. So this is the IMDb Synopsis of that episode. Yeah, Victor and Tanya really want Cory to understand African American history concurrently. Raven doesn't get hired at a clothing store just because she is African American, so she sets out to expose the racist recruiter. But I always remember the bit which goes: she has a vision, and the. Yeah, like, I can hear, I can hear, like, she goes, we don't hire black people. Do you know what I mean? She goes, no, we don't hire black people. And she does it like that. She goes, black people. Like, she's whispering to her. What is her name? Is her name Chloe? No, I don't feel like it was a Chloe. Oh, my God, I think it was. Oh. (laughs) Now I'm looking at her, I, I think I'm looking at her IMDb page and I'm like, God, she's got an annoying face that's so right yeah she was chloe was she was she a chloe Mm, yeah what a bitch (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. i always thought her name was nancy (laughs) you just completely maybe i'm thinking of drake and josh and the really annoying like stuck-up girlfriend she kind of screams racist oh she does tory vibes she's got major racist energy um yeah but yeah. Oh my God, this is just, this is just, sorry, this is so off topic. This has just reminded me of this TikTok I saw. And you know, sometimes people do these TikToks and it's like things that have, um, that radiate racist energy. I saw one the other day. Um, oh, I saw one this morning, I think. Was it like McCall's or something? Is racist or something. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Right, I'm going to talk about this. I think it was racist or homophobic. Yeah, it was racist. Yeah, racist energy. Um, yeah. And when you hear them, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Do you know what? That really does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <sighs> Random things that give off racist energy for no reason. McCall's the news agent. <laughs> um, postcode lottery. Oh, my God. <laughs> it really does. It just feels so, like, it feels so, like, white... Supremacist, like <laughs> privileged, white privilege, you know, almost it like, like always like Nazi vibes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you live in a cul de sac. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you've just won all this money. Yeah. And it's like, well, well what house wasn't included? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where else was on here? Dave, the TV channel. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. And bungalows. Bungalows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bungalows. <laughs> or oh, you walk past the bungalow, you're like, a bungalow like racist. <laughs> I kind of see what they mean though. That's so funny. I know. Like it just reminds me of like the older generation. Yeah, yeah. In this that like is so true. closed-minded way Dave though that honestly. Sorry, carry on. I had to just mention that. With that so raven, if you were that of that age, obviously a bit younger, and you were watching that mm. and you were watching that episode, it you wouldn't I think it would kind of get rid of that like oh, my God, Raven feels the same. Oh, my God, so many other people would have felt the same. Do you know what I mean? It's so yeah. relatable. yet also, I don't know, when you're that young and you're sort of going through all these, like, weird life changes anyway and being black and being on the, you know, the back end of racism and it's like, oh, my God, that would have been so, like... Powerful. Yeah. Mm. And I just think, like, why is it not... Things that like episodes or TV shows or you know that talk about things like that. Do you know what I mean? Really, it's interesting that now we are older because we are the generation that kind of grew up watching Gra- Raven yeah. at that impressionable age. It's interesting that everyone remembers that episode. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like they know exactly what happens, like the whole storyline. I know we didn't remember the ne- the name of the bitch, <laughs> but we remembered the message, which is which is what's important. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah moving on quickly I don't know if you've seen in the newspaper you probably have about diversity's dance they did on Britain's Got Talent oh of course yeah and it's now received what 24,000 Ofcom complaints and it's coming up to that near probably from racist yeah and it's coming up near you know when uh, that bitch from Big Brother said that that guy hit her on Celebrity Brother I can't remember the names Roxanne, Roxanne. the Roxanne Gate yeah so that received God, that's received the most Ofcom complaints in TV history that was I'm sorry but that was insane oh, That was nuts I can't it? I remember watching that series being like this is this can't this can't this can't be happening yeah the turmoil that poor guy was going but, through, and also the manipulation. Yeah, but you kind of understand where the Ofcom complaints have come from. But diversity is literally coming up to being the most um, complaint about TV show in British history, and I'm like, how? I'm not being so, I'm not being funny. But yeah, the performance in like the story for the whole dance performance, and I'm I'm sorry, I don't care for Britain's Got Talent at all. Like, I don't care for shows like that. Mm-hmm. But I had yeah. to watch it and I was like, the whole story and do you know what I mean? It's just like, and obviously a lot of their target audience are from people. The people who like diversity and look to diversity are people from diverse places. Yeah, but they also, they're also they also not like from the wealthiest of backgrounds. No, you know no I mean? they're like, they're just average people, working class, you know, yeah. like they have that demographic of the young mixed crowd who just like everyone's made up of so many different people it's just about being diverse and that's their whole ethos yeah um and it's just and the fact that twenty four thousand people have taken time out their day to complain and say this offended me i'm sorry but where was that energy when george floyd was actually killed exactly. because i don't use anything about that yeah. and anything about the coverage of that exactly and um Who was it? Not Ashley Banjo, his brother.
1: Jordan Banjo. Yeah, did you see he
0: he did an interview? He did, because he does radio with... Perry. And he was talking about it and he was literally getting like choked up as he was talking about it. Like he was actually crying because they've received so much hate on top of everything of this performance. That's obviously like such a moment for them to be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, we're going to talk about this. And then they get so much hate from it, like death threats, more racism. And he literally got so choked up and he literally just like about, you could tell he was just about to start crying. And it was just, it's so insane how people can just go and complain about something that honestly has got nothing to do for them to even complain about. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really powerful. And the fact that he, the fact he has to sort of, in a way, defend himself. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't have to. It's like, you shouldn't have to. You should take that as a medium of, you know, art. That's how they're choosing to portray the genuine injustices in the world. Yeah. And some, I just don't understand. It's like, if that's not okay, then what, how are you, people going to talk about it? How How is this message going to be sent out? And I think ITV did a, good, did a good thing in defending themselves and saying we still stand by the fact that we actually showed that. Oh, yeah. They haven't, they haven't retracted it. And it's really good that ITV have Commented and said that, yeah. No, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, because they didn't, god, that would have been um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I just think, um, going back to talking about uh, diverse shows and stuff, um, obviously, Sex Education is quite a modern show. What are your opinions on it? First, I've only seen little bits of it. But um, artistically, I love the way it's filmed because it looks American but English. And then it looks like it's filmed and set in the 80s, but then it was set in 2020. You know, it was really it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do like the cast. The acting's really good. I have yet to watch it properly, but I did like, from what I saw, I did like what I saw. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was very real. Well, this is an opportunity then. You have to, watch. honestly, I I love it. Like I, I watched it through lockdown because before I didn't really watch it. Um, Again, probably like you, watch bits or whatever. Um, But I binged it through lockdown and I was like, oh my God, this show probably taught me more about sex than I learned in school. Do you know what I mean? And I think loads of people have said that. Yeah. Most of my friends have all watched it. They, every time, like each time a new series came out, they were like, oh my God, new series of sex education. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll watch it. And I just didn't. Yeah. That's just classic me though. I have to do things on my own time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I just think, you know, if I had a show like that when I was, you know, ten years ago or something or whatever, then I would have. It would have been like it would have helped so much because it discusses everything from sexual assault, you know, sexuality, abortion, yeah. um, and not only that, it normalises like protection and um, consent as well, which is obviously such a yeah. important thing, especially for males as well, because I think it's a very gender neutral programme where both female yeah. and male audiences like it. They can both enjoy it and take something away from it. Yeah, but it normalises consent. And I think that's one thing that, you know, when people don't realise when it comes to sleep with someone or on a hookup for someone to be like, and normal people did it for it to be like, is this okay? Are you okay with this? And it's like, yeah. why can't people just do that? You know, mm. it doesn't change the moment. It's not fucking hard either, is it? Exactly. But um, no, I, I generally think sex education shows so good because obviously when we were younger, we had things like skins. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't exactly the best, um, like, good at teaching us how to yeah. respect ourselves and our bodies. And <laughs> each other. It kind of encourages Tumblr emo sort of... I loved it. Do you Don't know what me I mean, wrong. though? Like, it, but it wasn't exactly like what you'd want your kids to watch to learn about what it's like to come of age, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's it touches on some topics, but yeah, I just think it does some of it in the not the best of way, you know? But at the end of the day, it's, it's part of growing up, isn't it? Yeah, but I watching do- shit like that just over over dramatized doesn't it i think so over over dramatized but i think sex sex education does it perfectly because it just seems so like oh my god like i sort of remember going through something very similar in school um it's very relatable and it's just kind of yeah i don't know i think it's really good and i think it definitely deserves the hype it receives you know yeah okay i'm gonna put that that on my list then because i've got a list of things to watch that's a bit like um one of my favourites of the week recently was I May Destroy You um, written and starred and directed by Michaela Curl. Yeah. Absolute icon. Um, Which was a predominantly black cast. Yeah. Which was it just looked into sexual assault, gay sexual assault, um, rape that you didn't even nails was rape. You know, it yeah, just kind yeah. of like taking a condom off halfway through sex after being asked to wear one is rape because it's not consented. And, oh my God, it was just so interesting. And there's so much in that that you could take away, so many different themes and like important messages. Mm. And it's just so nice to see a television show that is aimed at teaching those, you know, important lessons and reminding people of those important things not every TV show has to do that because yeah, yeah. sometimes people just want to watch it for a laugh, so do, you know. But it's nice when you see a show that takes it upon themselves to pick up on all these different things and to make it so kind of groundbreaking in the way that there's more than just one subject being touched on. Yeah, no, definitely. And I just I could speak about it the days I just thought it was incredible. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like not every TV show needs to you know divulge into that but i think even if you had like such a comedy show and it sort of went into like that's a raven obviously is such a comedy show and it's about you know a girl who had visions but they did that episode and it's like wow you know what i mean they didn't have to do that episode but again it's a comedy show it was very light-hearted and they did that and i think maybe more comedy shows or yeah it's good to get away and have escapism and stuff but also you could just touch on it for an episode you know yeah definitely because once you've got that audience yeah then you can say what you want yeah exactly yeah 100% um and yeah so when I was like thinking of this whole like topic and what to talk about and stuff obviously so I've done media since college so obviously I've gone into sort of the theory and stuff behind it um and I've kind of realised you can tell when, like, a TV show or a film is directed by a male director. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and, like, I don't know. I think that's still sort of an issue because it sort of creates, like, so many unrealistic expectations. There's still the whole issue of, like, the male gaze, which is, like, you know, you put females in this sort of voyeuristic... Setting where you know men are looking at them in a sort of do you know what I mean? It's like that. The male male gaze is still definitely a thing where females are oversexualized, you know, overly stereotyped and stuff. Completely. And sometimes I watch TV shows or films, and I'm like, that was so unnecessary. Yeah. Like sex scenes or like like really intense, you know, scenes of like lust. Um. Which I, I do think can have an effect sometimes, have a really good dramatic effect. But then sometimes it's like, that doesn't need to happen. And they had sex two scenes ago. Do we have to see them doing it again? <laughs> Literally. Like, because then it, I can't watch certain things. My parents just makes me cringe so no, hard. I, uh... My parents are like, oh, why are you getting it? It's only a scene. I'm like, you don't understand. I can't watch this because for that... Ten seconds of hair long that scene goes on for. It's just me, mum, dad, just watching the scene, no, I, and it's like I it's almost it. like we're watching soft porn. And I think that's just not necessary. <laughs> Even when I'm on my own, I cringe sometimes. Yeah, me too. No, I do too. To be fair, I'm. I can be relatively prudish, and I'm like, Ugh, but, but prudent, whatever the word is. I think it's when it's unexpected. Like if you're watching, let's say, a rom com. Oh my god! Or <laughs> do you know what I mean? You kind of know it's coming. It's... Like the, it's almost like the scene just goes smash and then it's just like in bed. And you're like, where did this come from? Yeah, it's just so like, out of the blue. Like, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so my sister mentioned to me that, um, you know, the mountain between us. No. It's, uh, so basically it's just this big drama that was kind of popular in 2017. Um, and basically they're like stranded or something, a plane crashes and they're stranded and it's all cold and freezing, whatever, da da But near the end of the film, there's this unnecessary sex scene. It's just like, what? They're literally about to die, but yet they have time to have sex. And it's like, do you know what I mean? The mountain between us. What? So they just threw a sex scene in? Like, that's just so unnecessary. Like it does it doesn't need to happen. Do you know what I mean? Oh right. So at the end, just as they're about to die, basically. Yeah, pretty much. They just have a bonk. I, yeah, they have a cheeky bonk. I love that word bonk. I love it. Bonk. Oh my god. Like uh I, I think that sex scenes can be done well. You know, bridesmaids at the beginning. Oh my god, god that they... is so no, that's funny. But that's exactly that's what I mean. That's funny. They um, do What it. is it? What is it he says to her? <laughs> I sometimes I quote it and um now I can't remember what he says, but it's so funny. Yeah, like and he goes, Oh, she's are so smart. He <laughs> was talking about her being. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but that's funny. Like that was Friday's was done by. Oh my god, I know what it is. I know what he says. He goes, "You know what to do." That's what he says. He goes, "You know what to do." It's funny, but that's if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it, and it's it's funny. But that's funny. Like they did it. They did it in a funny way. And going back to Killing Eve, you know how much I love Killing Eve. If you don't, I love Killing Eve. Um yeah. but they had a little sex scene in episode one or episode two and it, again it's hilarious. They do it in a funny way. It's not like a really raunchy, like unnecessarily sex scene. It's just kind of funny, you know? Yeah. It sets the scene for the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> and how tragic her life is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One hundred percent. Uh yeah, I just sometimes they're just completely unnecessary. Uh, have you ever seen the film Antichrist? No. Oh, my God. Okay. I watched it recently My Friend. It's got Willem Dafoe in and it's got another lady in. I can't remember her name. But I'd seen her in a movie before. Yeah. um, Called Nymphomaniac. And that was literally, the whole film um, was just one big sex scene. Really? It's not a short film. Oh, my God. It was, I watched, then there's two of them and I watched both of them. And I just thought, oh, her name was Charlotte Gainsbourg. Antichrist is done by a male director, just ping it out there. Lars von Trier. I think he's a, I think he's known for being a little bit of a weird weirdo. <laughs> or is that just you saying he's a weirdo? No, but I think I watched like, um, do you ever watch movies and then afterwards go onto YouTube and watch like a breakdown? Yeah, yeah. To kind of work out what was going on. I did that with. Um, hereditary and Midsummer, right because they are the same director yeah anyway so I watched this movie and I recognised the woman and one of the things that made me recognise her was the scenes that she was in and I thought you've got to be really brave to perform like that Right. in a movie yeah. and then I thought why do I recognise this woman no. and then I remembered I'd seen her doing the same things <laughs> in another film what type of film and... where are we going here <laughs> Okay, so no, this was... I was watching her Antichrist, but I recognised her from Nymphomaniac. Right, okay. Which I think might have been directed... By the same guy. By Lars von Trier. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that makes complete sense. (laughs) He's just... He's not one to shy away from graphic And it's got Willem Dafoe in it. And it's got Willem Dafoe. thing is, I saw Willem Dafoe at the beginning. I was like, oh my God, okay. So this is kind of like probably quite a serious movie that's taken seriously at box office yeah and then it just kind of gets weird from the beginning (laughs) and she kind of goes a little bit you know doolally yeah she's obsessed with um she's doing like a dissertation on religious women that sort of thing i'm not really sure i I didn't get a huge amount of storyline from it it was just all very weird um so she gets obsessed with her dissertation like they go away to this um Oh, their son, their son dies at the beginning. Their son dies, dies at the beginning, he falls out the window. Right. <laughs> um, that knocks her for, obviously knocks her for shit. Um, but she's like, I want to finish my degree. Weird. Um, she becomes obsessed with her dissertation, and then they go over to, stay in a cabin in the woods that they used to stay in together, middle of nowhere. This is when she starts actually losing her marbles and starts becoming a little bit obsessed with this um, idea of... You know, religion and the Antichrist, and there's a lot of sex. But like, she kind of like gets distressed, and then she kind of forces her husband to have sex with her because that's the only thing that will calm her down. It's just so unnecessarily uncomfortable. It, it sounds like no something. art it's definitely... meant to do that sometimes. Oh, you'd hate it. I like, absolutely hate like, it. But like, that's the thing. I think these directors say, "Look, it's it's the artist in me." It's like. I'm sorry, but fuck, like, honestly... You are just a pervert at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? And I, You're a pervert. Yeah, and I think this goes very well into the new Netflix film, Cuties, which has obviously received a lot of um, news uh, hysteria and a lot of backlash. And I kind of think rightly so. Um, a lot of people are defending it and saying, look, it's the artist. The artist is trying to show that... Um, you know, paedophilia is a problem and, you know, looking at how children are, um, you know, all these dances that they copy on from TikTok and stuff. It's like the media need to stop allowing these things to happen. It was like, yeah, you can get that message across, but um, don't sh- then show it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. it's You can use the power of suggestion to your advantage in movies. It's kind of like that unwritten scene yeah you know exactly I mean? you no know, it's built it up to this thing and you know what's gonna happen yeah and your kind of your sound mind would be able to work that out yeah exactly <laughs> and that's exactly it and I think well first of all a lot of people are defending it because apparently they watched it at Sundance and it was sort of advertised in a different way whereas Netflix advertised it as these you know young girls going out to um to, to you know joining a dance group and stuff Um, Mm. But also, I'm sorry, the whole... Okay, so just going into it. um, So Cuties is a 2020 coming of age drama. Um, It's about Amy, an 11 year old girl who joins a group of dancers named the Cuties at school and rapidly grows aware of her femininity, upsetting her mother and values in the process. Um, And basically at the end, they do this, the final dance of like performing as the Cuties. And the dance scene is what, like three, four minutes long? And it's just, I, I watched it because obviously it's on Twitter. It's, it was trending and I kind of wanted to see, you know, what, right. why it was being discussed so much. And oh my God, did you watch the dance scene? No, but I watched the scene of the young girl, like having a weird spiritual, you know, when she's like in her like vest and pants and she's like surrounded by her family and she's gyrating. Right. No, I did watch it's, it. I think they were, that was weird. I watched that because I think I thought that was the dancing. Right, no. I what we are talking about. I'll show you the dance. There's a dance scene. So it's all of them. And it's literally like the what dance times 10. But I know what they do in a lot of like um, TV shows and stuff. When it comes to sex scenes, when it comes to something that's you need to have consent for, they usually have actors and actresses that are above 18. So I think a lot of the sex sex education cast are obviously above 18, so they can obviously do a lot of the scenes and stuff. But the issue of cuties is that these are 13-year-old girls, genuinely 13-year-old girls, doing these raunchy, over sexualized dance moves. (gasps) Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still watching it as you're talking and you're saying all these things and I'm like, you're right. Yeah. The bit where they're like, Oh my god I know You can Like okay. it's literally I was I was watching it and I was like I literally can't watch this Like not only do I feel Wrong watching this This is like How is this was this filmed For this long Oh my god They're slapping their booty! Oh, oh my days just... They literally are Doing the wop move Aren't they Yeah but like I just think it's I think it's even worse Do you know what I mean So w- what they're doing that Because The whole point Is to say that These girls have been Conditioned To think this is what They need to do To win a competition Yeah And also Is that the Yeah, and how this is like, you know, on social media, this is the thing now to have to do these dances and to be sexual and stuff. And it's like the director was basically saying that's a problem and we need to stop it because obviously it's so easy for people to get access to, you know... Oh, my God. pornography almost, <gasps> And the director's basically saying the media needs to change so then girls like this aren't doing the dances. But then she shows the dance, these girls doing those dances yeah. for four minutes long. Yeah, she's like, she includes it. Yeah, and it, she doesn't need to include it. And not only that, this is like HD cinematography. You know, you can see these girls. Oh. It is very graphic, I'm not going to lie. Like It takes a lot to actually shock me, but I'm not... I'm like... I'm more just concerned, like... Yeah. It's... I feel weird watching it, because I know that they're... I don't know how old they actually are, but they're I'm like, supposed to aren't they? No, they're th- Yeah, the, the actors and... Act- the, sorry, the actresses are, like, 13. They're young teenagers. God, it really is very... It is so sexual. It's messed up. Like, these... Because c- even when they're not doing sexual moves, they're pulling those sexual faces, and they're... Okay, now they're rubbing their bums together oh stop it's just it's really it's like but you have to remember these are actual real girls who are playing a part Mm -hmm. they're not even consenting to this either because they can't consent to it because they're 13 years old their parents are Mm. consenting to it and it's like their parents are for basically forcing them telling them they should do this for a whole you can imagine how you know oh this role's come up yeah and they're doing this and they're allowing their children to do this and this is f- for paedophiles to you know to go onto netflix anybody can have a netflix account and they can watch it yeah in their home. someone's gonna be someone's gonna be like there's a certain person that's gonna be loving this like a certain type of person that is going to use this as like an excuse yeah to justify certain compulsions you know yeah and like i which, which is what it comes down to it's deeper than just being inappropriate you know exactly and you know you can i, I tried to look and see why people def- were defending it and being like if you watch the whole movie you'd understand like they're just showing that uh our society is wrong when it comes to things like this and it's like uh okay i see what you mean but like you said before you can you we can use our imagination we're you know we people are not stupid if you're watching a film like this that's a sort of about this topic they don't need to do it so graphically to explain it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely get what you mean. Like, I I was looking into like movies that portray actual issues but don't completely show it. Um, have you ever seen Precious? No, but this was what someone else was talking about and comparing it about... Precious um... is... Yeah, Precious is a really good movie and it is about a young black girl... She's like very like overweight, and it's just about her life and how awful her life is growing up. You know, people are, like bully her. She's uneducated. She can't read. She can't write, um, because she's never had that like normal upbringing. Um, yeah. And but also <clears throat> at home, she's sexually assaulted at home, and right. you know she's raped by her. Um, pretty sure it was she's raped by her stepdad and I think she gets pregnant from from him um and I think her mum actually assaults her as well um but you never see, I mean there's like a very short moment where you do see something happening but then it's like a lot of it is just suggestion and it's like yeah. she gets called upstairs and she's like and they're like you know what you need to do now and God, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. never shown, but you know what's going on. You yeah. know what's happening, and they don't. And it's powerful because you don't have to see it, and yeah, that's what kind of resonates it. with you more. It, it just kind of reflects that it's also behind closed doors, and like, you know, and and what's interesting about that is she's a sixteen-year-old girl, but they have the actress who plays her is twenty-six. Exactly, yeah. And she's like a grown woman playing a younger person, which is, in Hollywood that happens a lot. There's a lot of people who are like playing younger. Yeah, because they have people. to consent to these things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Thirteen reasons why it went wrong with it as well, didn't they? When they obviously showed someone exactly how to end your life through, you know, whatever. And people know. People know. Thirteen reasons why they know whatever. I'm not going to go into it too much, but again, they did it too because they they really showed it they in a graphic inside. way. Yeah, but they showed you know um, yeah, we could go into it, but we're not going to because obviously we don't want to trigger anything but yeah i think again it's just that that sort of thing where it's like i mean really like how is that artistic in any way do you know what i mean i just think it's 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 kind of like it 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 sounds like i'm being like rude about you know suicide i'm not i just think to show that is cheap you know do you know what i mean yeah i i I don't know i think it's in i think it's the fact that like they show actually how to end your life. Whereas yeah. I think in other TV shows they've sort of shown what people think is the way to end your life, but they really show how to actually end your life and it's like, whoa, you know. It's more powerful when when you don't it's more powerful when you don't expect um like a co star to enter a scene and find someone dead instead of like actually watching someone take their own life. Yeah, it and just, he just hates, has, you know, that's what I mean when I say it's like cheap. It just yeah, it it, it cheapens the scene. It's false. And it should be it's false, yeah, and it's so like literal that it is. It almost makes you question, like, really, like, like you said, yeah. it makes you watch and say, "Is that really necessary?" No, that's and so that true. And that takes away that takes away from the power of the scene. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, yeah. especially with 13 Reasons Why, where you know, this Hannah Baker was the main character obviously throughout this whole series. And it's like, when it comes to that scene, it's like, we, all, we already know she's dead. So why do you need to show that? Exactly. Scene? We know she's got her problems. Yeah, exactly. And what they're most likely going to lead to. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, it's really interesting to look at all of this and sort of see where TV shows should go and where they go wrong and stuff. Um, but you mentioned sex scenes earlier, right? And I have to mention there was this, I watched this show. My sister told me to, told me and my mum to watch it. We watched it together and it had Melissa McCarthy in and like, Why? you know, like the Muppets. Where are you going with this? Well, we. <laughs> my sister was like, it's hilarious. And I love Melissa McCarthy. And so it's called the happy time murder, right? So it's right. Melissa McCarthy and the Muppets and she's a detective and she works with the Muppet detective. And I watched it with my mum and my sister, and there's a scene where this Muppet is like having like some proper, raw, hardcore sex with this other Muppet. Oh my gosh. And when he ejaculates I thought you were going to say with Melissa McCarthy then. No, no, no. I don't think it would have got away with that. (laughs) No. When he ejaculates, it's like. like, um, You know, those spray cans, like the marathon. Silly string. Yeah, yeah. And it goes all over the room. And he's just like there moving around. And he's like, Oh my goodness. And I was just there. And my mum's face was like, she wasn't like overly amused or anything. And I was just there thinking, Oh my God, this is so awkward. That's so (laughs) (laughs) awkward. And I was like, My sister's there laughing her head off. Imagine filming that. This whole scene. Only worked because it's Muppets, but I was just thinking, and obviously, they oh, it was just too much, and it just made me cringe. The thought of it, oh my god! Oh, but I hate the wow. sex scenes, you know, when there's what an image! Are, are... I mean, yeah. I'm I struggle with sex scenes at the best of time, let alone when it's fucking puppets, <laughs> do you know what I mean, and silly string semen. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, i'm gonna have to show you the scene it's just like yeah you'll have to how. send it to me i'll watch it at my own uh risk um but yeah it's just that that feeling you know when you have a parents and sex scene comes on you're like please lord let this end yeah you can tell you tell it's gonna happen like you can tell what's coming you're like please i really am i'm next to my parents sometimes i try and like leave the room when i think something's yeah, gonna yeah. happen yeah But you know, you can't always escape. No. Oh God. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, okay, so we're at the point of the episode where we do our favourites of the week. Um, are you ready? Have you got one in mind? Yes. I do. You wanna go first? What you got? Okay, so mine is (laughs) Um... (laughs) waiting for (laughs) it. Let me? Oh of course. (laughs) So, Spotify did this thing where they gave away free Google Nest, didn't they, to premium users? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm really annoyed myself because I, I had this whole thing in my head. Because I was with you and the girls when you were all like putting in um yeah, yeah, your details Sarah. to get your free Nest. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Like, it's just like, it's another thing I don't need. And now yeah. you guys have got it. I'm like, oh, I could have had that. Yeah, my mum did get the it. same. And now you can't get it because they've obviously the high demand. Um, But I ordered the coral peach looking one. I'm not being funny. It's so cute. You'll love it to be fair. (laughs) But I love it. Like I just lie there and I'm like, okay, Google, tell me the weather outside. I mean, I could look, I could look easily outside the window, but I can ask Google. Yeah. And then I was like, the other day I was running late for work and I was like, okay, Google, what's the traffic like in Falmouth? And she was like, um, it's 10 minutes to Falmouth. It's slow, slower than usual. And then she sent me the route to Falmouth and I was like, I love you. bitch." So I'm in love with her. I love it. Thank you, Spotify. And I don't care if anyone in the government is listening to me. Okay, now she's talking. Um, I don't care if anyone listens to me. I've got nothing to hide. As long as I've got my Google lady, I'm happy. Well, that's fine then. Okay. Um, mine is a TV show and a song. Oh, you get but two, I'm always, do you? I'm always, I'm always posting songs anyway because I just love music. Um, I just love music. I just love that. I'm really um, excited to hear about your TV show. Please start with that because the TV is- show is Mind Hunter. Oh no, Ooh. it's on Netflix. Right. Um, <laughs> it is intense. It's very wordy and it's very intense. So you have to listen and watch it, but it's incredibly interesting. It's about the um, FBI agents. Who did the groundwork research on um psychopaths? Violent killers. Yeah, basically mm. sociopaths. Yeah. Um, they called them sequence killers in the day. It's your uh, textbook serial, serial killers, really. They set up the research and the interviews. They interviewed everyone who had pretty much performed callous murders. They're based on real psychopaths. Oh aren't yeah, they? it's all it's it's on real, it's all on the real serial killers. And the real people who actually did the research. Yeah. Um, one of them was actually a woman, which was amazing. And that? she was also a lesbian. She was a lesbian. um. But it talks about how she... It was... Yeah, we were talking about it, weren't we? How we need that representation. But she yeah. hid her, like... She hid her... um Sexuality. And it's just really interesting. She hid it from the people she was working with. It's just a really good... The acting's amazing. It's filmed, like, just so well, like it's all it's based in the 60s 70s sort of era yeah but it's just so like
1: like you yeah, know when something's
0: it's, filmed and you look at you and think that it's such a scrumptious looking film <laughs> no it's scrumptious yeah it's got big big reviews i've i watched episode one of it um it is intense but i will warn you the beginning is a bit slow yeah yeah that's why that's sort sort of two episodes are slow okay. oh my god it's so so good so interesting Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll power through. I've got TV show to recommend for you, but I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, and my my song is "Turntables" by Janelle Monae, and it's from the um, Amazon original um, movie she was in, right? Which is called "All In: The Fight for Democracy." Okay. And it's just she just Janelle Monae just makes incredible music. Like she's so talented. And I highly recommend you listen to that song. I'll put it on the story anyway. It's just a really good song. Love it. But yeah, those are my favourites. Before we leave off, can we just mention one thing? Meg is now TikTok famous. Oh my gosh, yeah, of course. I forgot about this. Yeah, so Meg... Has and okay, so I you know okay, so Fergalicious's rap bit that she does was going on TikTok for a bit, and when we were drunk, I was like Meg, no, do it, do it, do it. So it's on my account. so I'm loving it, um, but it's got she does a little snippet of it, and it's got a hundred and sixty six thousand. No, it doesn't. I no, have. No, it doesn't. I have a followers. Sixty thousand views. I know. I've got 158 followers from this and I've got 3,066 likes. It's all on my profile. I'm going to try and get money from this. But literally. I can't believe that there's 166,000 people. Like, well, I'm showing Meg now, please. like, all the notifications I have. And it just bombards oh, my phone. What are the comments? What are the comments like? Because there's not been that many comments. <laughs> Sorry, all the comments are, like, people trying to boost <laughs> it. So they're putting FYP or FY and stuff because they're someone commented like hey (laughs) (laughs) and it's like 166 views like if i refresh like it's mad i think literally when i mentioned it it was 166.1k views and now it's 166.3k so you're tiktok famous that's fucking ridiculous i know how much can you get from that then between a thousand and five thousand views you can get something between like 10p i think when it was at when it was at one thousand one hundred thousand, you said you could get one pound twenty from it. Oh uh, yeah, something like that. But yeah, now you're one hundred and sixty six thousand views on. So we're nearly on two pounds. <laughs> you're not having any of it. It's all for me. No, that's fine. I sacrifice my wages. Thank you for listening, and make sure you tune in to our two minute talk series every Sunday on Instagram at Mad World underscore podcast. Another huge thank you for the support we have received so far, and we can't wait to bring you more. You've been listening to Mad World with Meg and Maria.